All right, it's the Keep to the City Yankees podcast, and the Yankees win 10-7 to on Thursday night against the Twins to win the series two games to one after uh, the offense showed up in the first game of the series in that 10-run performance, a 10-4 win. The Yankees suffered their first lopsided loss of the season on Wednesday, the 8-1 loss, and then they bounced back on Thursday with a 10-7 win. Not the type of game you would have expected with Garrett Cole on the mound, but he continued the trend uh, this week of the starting pitching just not being very good. And the starting pitching, don't get me wrong, it's been the team MVP this season. It's been the collective team MVP. It's been the starting pitching. It's been Aaron Judge. It's been Clay Holmes, Clark Schmidt, and Michael King in the bullpen. That's how the Yankees are where they are. That's why they're 41 and 16. That's why they have the best record in baseball. Uh, But the starting pitching just wasn't good this week. Tyone had to grind through to get 12 outs on the first game. Nestor Cortez had his first bad start of the season uh, when he got through the second time through the order on Wednesday, ended up giving up four runs in that game. And then you have Cole on Thursday with the worst start of his career, easily the worst start of his career. One of the worst starts you'll ever see to to give up back-to-back-to-back home runs to begin the game. First three batters on the Twins go deep. He ends up giving up five home runs, seven earned runs, in two and a third innings, 10 base runners. Two and a third innings, 10 base runners, five home runs. It was atrocious. It was the worst start of his career. One of the worst starts, again, that I've ever seen. <laughs> to give up back-to-back-to-back home runs, it's fucking crazy. I, I gave him the ladies and gentlemen after the first one before I, I could tweet it. The second one's going out, and then the third one's going out. Uh, and that was just, <laughs> I have no idea. I, I don't know. I don't know what was going on there. And now the two worst Yankee starts of the season belong to Garrett Cole. It's that one, and it's the Detroit game where he couldn't get out of the second innings, walked five, walked three in a row at one point, walked in a run. He's doing things he's never done before in his career. That was the most home runs he's ever given up before. On Thursday night, that start in Detroit was the most walks he's ever given up in the start, never walked in a run before, did that in Detroit. So he's just had a terrible night. And his numbers were starting to look good because he's been able to dominate the bad teams. But now his ERA is up to 363, which is really high for baseball in 2022. You know, if this was 15 years ago, you know, if this was 20 years ago, that would be one of the best ERAs in the league. But this day and age, 363 for that guy, that's just not going to cut it. And if you look at his numbers now and what he's done against the Good teams, you know, teams that are supposed to go to the postseason, teams that are going to go to the postseason, and what he's done against other teams, enormous difference. Garrett Cole against the Red Sox, Blue Jays, White Sox, Rays, and Twins has a 629 ERA. He's given up nine home runs in 24 and a third innings. Garrett Cole against the Tigers, Guardians, Royals, Rangers, and Orioles has a 211 ERA and has given up two home runs in 42 innings. So two home runs in 42 and two-thirds innings against nine home runs in 24 and a third innings. And yes, those teams are good because they have better hitters, but that's scary because those are teams he's going to see in the postseason. Blue Jays, Rays, potentially White Sox, potentially Red Sox, potentially Twins, hasn't seen the Astros yet. Uh, Very scary. I I, I mean, he's going to get the ball in game one of any postseason series, but I'm not going to feel good about it especially last year with the way he struggled against these same teams. He's doing the same thing again this season. 
Last year in the postseason, whether he had the hamstring injury or not, he still took the ball and was a fucking disaster. It's it's scary to think that he's going to get the ball game one, and you should be able to trust the guy. You should. It's really hard to say that you will. And certainly there's a lot of season left, but this is not just a, a one-third of 2022 trend now. This is what he's done as a Yankee is not pitch well against the teams he needs to pitch well against. And thankfully the offense stepped up. They did it on Tuesday night. They did it on Thursday night. They didn't hang their starting pitcher out to dry. They made up for his faults, and they went to work and scored 10 runs, uh, came back. They were down 3-1 to one in the second. They came back and tied the game. They were down 7-3. They came back and tied the game. They took the lead. When they were down 7-3, they ended up scoring seven uninjured runs to win 10-7, and it was a real team effort. Everyone chipped in bes- aside from Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. He did reach base once with a walk in his five plate appearances, but other than him, everyone got hits that started. LeMahieu two for five, uh, had a home run. Gallo, two home runs in the game. Hicks, a fucking home run, his second home run. Congratulations to Aaron Hicks. A home run closer to joining the 30-30 club. He's only got 28 to go. Rizzo, two for four. Donaldson, two for four. Even stole a base. Glaber, two for four. Um, Judge, I think I missed him. He was one for four. Trevino, one for three. Gallo, two for five. Two homers, three RBIs. All three outs he made were strikeouts. But, hey, if he's going to hit two home runs a game, he could strike out never many fucking times he wants. So a really odd game in that Cole had the worst start of his career. Gallo hit two home runs. Hicks hit a home run, drove in three. Donaldson stole a base. It was a fucking bizarre game. (laughs) A really weird game. Uh, Lucas Lickie came in, did a great job in relief of Cole, two and a third scoreless. Miguel Castro an inning in a third scoreless. Wandy Peralta, scoreless inning. Michael King, a scoreless inning. Clay Holmes, a scoreless ninth. The bullpen was awesome. Six and two-thirds, no runs. Uh, and the bullpen continues to be good. And those the King-Holmes combination has been outstanding. Schmidt has been great outside of his latest performance the other night when he came in after Cortez on Wednesday and had his first bad outing of the season. Um, but really, it's encouraging to get more guys from the lineup doing things. It's encouraging to see a full team effort from the offense. It's encouraging that Hicks is able to hit home runs, or at least a home run. Encouraging that Gallo hit a pair of home runs. Um, It was a good win. It was a good win despite the first few innings where it was looking like it was going to be a miserable loss. So the starting pitching, I'm not worried about them. They get a pass. They get a pass for a few games given how good they were for the first third of the season. Here in the second third, you know, you have a bad series, whatever. Now they face the Cubs who suck. I expect them to shut down the Cubs. They'll get um, Severino, Montgomery, and then Tyone against the Cubs. That's the series the Yankees should expect good starting pitching. They should expect strong offensive performance. I mean, Wade Miley's pitching on Friday against the Yankees, and um, they should just beat up on left-handed pitching anytime they see it. I get that Miley's been around. He's had some success against the Yankees uh, you know, here and there, but that's a guy they should be, especially with Severino on the mound going against the Cubs. He should... He should have a bunch of strikeouts, you know, give him some length, give the bullpen a rest. They need it after the series. Um, but, hey, that's the type of game you're waiting for from the Yankees. They didn't have to just rely on the starting pitching, didn't have to rely on the bullpen to save them. The offense went out, and, you know, they picked up their starter who had a rough night, and the roughest night of his career. And I just, I expect him to be better next week. 
I mean, he's going against the Rays, so it's tough to expect him to be, you know, throwing seven, eight shutout innings. But at some point, he's got to pitch well against the Rays, and he did against the Rays in the trop last month uh, before that missed strike call caused him to unravel and, and piss away a one-run, one-nothing lead. Um, but Cole's just got to be better against good teams. And the Twins' offense is really good. It's really good. It's a deep lineup. It's a scary lineup. Bunch of guys who can take you deep. You know, Gio Rochella, who's had a pretty decent series against the Yankees there, batting eighth on uh, Thursday night. So that just goes to show you how deep their lineup is. Buxton Correa 2-3 is a fucking really good 2-3. Good series win. Scary in on the first game that they won. Tyron didn't have it. Second game, they just got crushed, and it was scary in the third game, but they managed to win two out of the three, and now it's back home against the Cubs before a big series next week at the stadium against the Rays. So that'll do it for today. Yankees-Cubs begins on Friday night. Luis Severino gets the ball. The Saturday game is a night game, so there'll be a podcast after Friday's game uh, up Saturday morning, and then Sunday is a an afternoon game, so no podcast on Sunday, so be back after Friday's game, be back after Sunday's game to talk about them. That'll do it for today. Thanks for listening. Talk to you after Friday's game.